This episode of the Locked On Eagles podcast is brought to you by the Peacock and Williamson Show. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host today's Locked On Peacocks and Williamson Show every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt will give you national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, welcome on into another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, brought to you as part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Your host here, Gino Camilleri, joining you. Louie is still on vacation. He will be back tomorrow to bring you a show on the Lockdown Eagles airwaves here. But today, I wanted to get into, you know, I love my alliterations. I'm going to continue to do it as long as I host shows. This or that Thursday. And exactly what this or that Thursday is, is going into some of these camp battles and choosing this or that. Player A or player B. And the reason I bring this up is because the last couple of days we've heard from the assistant coaches, there have been a few moves that have kind of made a, a little bit of ripples on the uh, Eagles Twitter airwaves that have kind of affected some of these camp battles. And I really want to see what do the people like. And after this show, I'm going to put out a poll and really see who the, the listeners and all of us Eagles fans want to win a lot of these positions because Right now, more than any season that we've seen, there are six, seven starting spots up for grabs on this team. Guys that are coming in and returning from injury. So who knows if they're going to be back to full strength. It is going to be a very competitive offseason. And that's exactly why this or that Thursday is going to work because there are battles happening. I mean, it is a full-on war in this Eagles offseason. A new coaching staff a lot of new draft picks, a lot of new free agents, new culture, new scheme, basically brand new everything outside of the top guys. There are positions to win here and camp. And with some of the additions and subtractions this offseason, it's going to be very interesting to see who the coaching staff inevitably goes with come week one with three Preseason games, it's only going to make the evaluation process that much harder. With limited amounts of seven-on-sevens and OTAs, it's only going to make it that much harder. But you have to trust the personnel department to get this coaching staff what they need, and they have near 90 guys that they can choose from. But not included in those 90 guys is a few names that yesterday on Twitter, a little bit of news dropped when the Philadelphia Eagles said that they had waived Injured Trevon Grimes, wide receiver out of Florida, former quarterback slash wide receiver slash quarterback again, Khalil Tate. And then the big one, arguably the, the biggest name out of this group that got waived yesterday, quarterback Jamie Newman out of Wake Forest and IE of Georgia as well. A player that was the third quarterback on the roster who we thought would be with all intents and purposes, this next guy in line to be that developmental Nate Sudfeld type player, but all of a sudden he's gone. To me, it isn't as big of an issue as it was made out to be by many people. Jamie Newman, he didn't play for nearly the last 12 months plus 
with how long it took him to transfer from Wake Forest to Georgia. He comes here as a UDFA. He wasn't even a draft pick. And even if he was, the Eagles aren't scared to go away from quarterback draft picks if the talent isn't there. Clayton Thorson, for example. I believe at the quarterback position, especially when now more than ever, there are some leagues that are starting to develop quarterbacks. I mean, you can look at the CFL. Um, McLeod Bethel-Thompson, former Eagles quarterback, is arguably developed into one of the better quarterbacks in the Canadian Football League. There are guys like Logan Woodside from the XFL and AAF who made rosters in the NFL last season. So if I'm looking around with the amount of guys coming out of college, with next year's quarterback class, with the amount of free agents that are still left out there, with former quarterbacks that are have played in other leagues, with the spring league still going on and some decent quarterbacks there, and it only being June and not having to make a decision, if the talent isn't there at any position, that being quarterback especially because it is that much more important, cut the dead weight and move on. I tweeted yesterday, I wouldn't mind to see the Eagles give uh, Jordan Tiamu a call. Most recently of the Kansas City Chiefs, he was waived a month ago to the day, but he played for the XFL Battlehawks. He was one of the better quarterbacks there. He's only 23 years old, has a big arm, was one of the better talents that we've seen out of Ole Miss in the last couple of years. Give a guy like that a call. Or if you want to go out and see if the UDFA pool or any of these other draft classes that teams are going to start to have to cut when we get closer to the season and more talent will be available if they wait that long to see. But in my opinion, doing what Jeffrey Lurie had said and building around Jalen Hurts makes a QB3 move super irrelevant in my opinion. Yes, they do need multiple quarterbacks to develop multiple quarterbacks on the roster just in case things do go awry with a guy like Joe Flacco, who I would rather see Jamie Newman off the street than Joe Flacco. But you're going to need guys that can go in there and just give reps, get throws, even if Jalen needs a rest day, guys that can go in there and even run the offense. So you're going to have to bring in somebody. But if it's not a guy like Jamie Newman, cut bait and move out. And that's what they did. And then one small move before we move into this or that Thursday that also brought up a big reason why I wanted to do this show was that the Eagles signed wide receiver formerly of the Jacksonville Jaguars, who, funny enough, Dave Caldwell, who the Philadelphia Eagles had just hired to the staff, was a part of that staff when they brought this player in, and that is wide receiver Michael Walker. He played at Boston College. He came from Naples, Florida. Actually, it's kind of funny. I go to Naples every year with my grandparents, and he went to Naples High School, and I always used to go watch my grandfather play softball there when I would go see him every year. So it's kind of funny, the six degrees separation there. But the thing about Michael Walker that makes this move very interesting, you're probably thinking, who, who is this guy? He brings a lot of return ability. At Boston College, he was a freak in this department. And when he was in Jacksonville two years ago, that's primarily what he did. And he averaged close to 24 yards per return. And you know how big I am on wanting to rejuvenate this special teams race and get our returners in a better position and put better athletes out there. Michael Walker could fall right into that competition. And especially having Caldwell on the staff, who's going to be one of the key personnel deciders, his asset and his ability in the return game might be just that. And you make the team in the NFL through special teams if you're not one of the top guys, and that's going to be a way that you can get selected to make the 53 in the end. 
And when we get back to segment two of this edition of this or that Thursday, we will start to get into this or that questions. Who are we going to pick out of some of these key camp battles? We're going to kick it off with the defense when we get back on this edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. But before we do that, we have a message from our friends over at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes, models, and all of the different vehicles out there today, it is now impossible to stock all your parts you need in traditional chain storefronts. So why endure often pointless or seamless intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brands that the warehouse happens to carry? You have computers, so why not use rockauto.com at home and in your pocket? RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years to go to RockAuto.com and you'll be able to shop for all your auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low. And the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend twice as much on the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. This edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast is also brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA, and tomorrow kicks off the 2020 UEFA Euro in the year 2021. Rather confusing, but you can bet all the futures and everything else over at BetOnline. On your laptop, mobile device, and any other mobile platform that you have, check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs into the playoffs. Head to the website today using your mobile device and sign up to get your 50% welcome bonus. Go to Bet Online, use the promo code Locked On, where Bet Online is your local, your online sportsbook experts. Brought to you by all your local hosts here at Locked On. Use the promo code. Locked on L O C K E D O N at betonline.ag. All right, everybody, welcome on back to segment two of this or that Thursday, getting into some of the camp battles that are going on here in the Philadelphia Eagles training camp once they get back here in a few weeks. I wanted to start on the defense because I think this is a much more interesting discussion to have because you can go about it a lot of different ways. There's still a lot of question marks we have to what we'll see out of Gannon, what he will do with transitioning some of these tweener type guys, some of these smaller corners as he moves them to safety, vice versa. We will see. But I think the two biggest competitions right now, the two most wide open on that defense rather, are cornerback two and cornerback three, or your nickel cornerback, whatever you want to call it. So at cornerback two, I have, for this or that, Zach McPherson, I've placed as the favorite, or anybody in the field, that being Michael Jaquette, Craig James, LaVert Hill, anybody else that you want to throw in that discussion. The reason I say Zach McPherson is the favorite is because if you look back at Gannon, in his tenure in Indy, working under Mike Zimmer, The type of corner that they've liked in these schemes is longer 
is taller, has the ability to come down and tackle, and they can play on an island. But you're not going to have to play on an island ultimately too much when you have Darius Slay, who's going to be doing that on the other side. But Zach McPherson, where they drafted him, how high he was on the team's board, they couldn't believe that he was there when they drafted him at that position. I'm putting him as the favorite because right now he is the only player at that position that was brought in under this staff. So to me, I think it's a no-brainer that Zach McPherson should get all the chance in the world to win this job. So for this or that, I'm choosing Zach McPherson. I'll put up a poll also after the show to vote on all of these. But right now, with the length, the athleticism, the profile to fit into Jonathan Gannon's secondary group, Zach McPherson is that guy for me. At the nickel corner position, battle number two, this or that, Kavon Seymour or Avante Maddox? Kavon Seymour to some might just be like, okay, we got this guy off the street last year. Yeah, but but he played. He played meaningful minutes down the stretch. But not only that, he has started for two different teams in the NFL, for Buffalo, for Carolina. He's got tons of minutes. He's got special teams ability. Avante is moving back inside if this move were to happen, which I ultimately think should happen because he can use his athleticism much better than that way where he kind of lacks in technique at the line of scrimmage to be that press corner, which they want him to be. If he can play a little more zone and react a little bit more, he might be the guy to win that nickel corner battle. And there were discussions a couple of years ago when we were saying who should start at cornerback. We were talking uh, Rasul Douglas or Jalen Mills or Sidney Jones on the outside. And the guy we were saying on the inside was Avante, which they did. He played on the inside a bunch. He's played all around this defense. So I think him as an asset could prove vital for this team to be just an overall chess piece to really fill in at safety if they need him for one or two games or play the nickel corner position. I wouldn't give an easy edge to either of these players. I think it is a much closer battle than we would believe. Kevon Seymour has played well in times, and so is Avante. I think at the end of the day, though, what they invested in Avante, I think Howie might have some say in it, and I think Avante might win this starting nickel corner position. I'm giving it to him by a slim margin. I really do think Kevon Seymour is going to impress a lot of people in this offseason, in my opinion. But I'm giving this or that at the nickel corner position to Avante Maddox. Moving to the last one, this isn't for a starting spot, but I thought this is a very interesting position to look at. With the departure of Malik Jackson, now there is this void here at who's going to be that next guy up at the rotational interior at, uh, interior rusher position. I did this or that between two guys. One has been around for a couple years and one is a rookie. This or that, Hassan Ridgeway or Milton Williams. If you haven't yet, I highly suggest you go um, watch the post from the Philadelphia Eagles where they went into rookie mini camp and did the whole behind the scenes for about 15 minutes. And they really highlighted on a couple of the rookies. And one guy that stood out to me above every other player that they interviewed was Milton Williams. 
he was a guy that not many of us had talked about prior to the draft, but if you look at his athletic profile, how they like to build this team, he really fits in on the interior. I mean, you see him stand next to Fletcher Cox, it makes a boatload of sense. You see him stand next to Javon Hargrave, he kind of is built just like that player. So when you look at what they love at the interior, they love guys with athleticism, the get off, the ability to go inside and out. They also had that in Hassan Ridgeway for a couple years, who was always that next guy up and who has played good ball. At the end of the day, I believe both of these players make the roster because Gannon's defense is going to be based more on how often we could change things up. He, he had a quote today, uh, Zach Berman of The Athletic put it in there that said they were going to be more wise when they use their attacking and their get up, up the field. So there will be times when Marlon Tua Palatu is in there just to stop the run. And same with a guy like Fletcher Cox, who's very good against the run. But then there's going to be times you bring a NASCAR package in and you're going to load up the interior of the defensive line with Hassan Ridgeway, Fletcher Cox, and probably bring in another one of these guys. I give the edge to Milton Williams. With the reaction that Jonathan Gannon got when they drafted that kid, I believe he was very high on Jonathan Gannon's personal board. I look at how he's built. I look at how he plays. It's just very, very similar to Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox. Not that Hassan is a bad player, just with the injury concerns, being able to stay on the field, I think it's going to be tough for him to keep that job, even if he does win it right out of the get-go. Because the first time he's off the field, Milton Williams is the next guy up. And as soon as his staff sees Milton in real-time play, I think they're going to fall in, in love with him at that next guy up interior or the third defensive tackle position. For this or that, at the third interior rotational defender, I'm giving it to Milton Williams. With that, that wraps up the D. We'll get back and do two offense and one special teams. You knew I had to throw that in there when we get back here on segment three of this edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. But before we do that, we have a great message from our friends over at Built Bar. You guys all know by now that they have nine delicious flavors. You guys all know what they are. Coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint, brownie, peanut, butter, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. So there's something for everybody. You know what my favorite flavor is? You know it by now. You probably said in your head, salted caramel and mint brownie put together. And if you haven't tried all those nine flavors, you can get a mixed box and you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are they delicious, but they are healthy with the most calories you're going to get at 180, the most amount of carbs and sugar at five. That's nothing for something so delicious like a Built Bar where you could get a raspberry or your mint brownie or whatever you like. And to do so, go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for your 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Welcome on back, everybody, to segment three here to finish up the show on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Gino Camilleri joining you here on this or that Thursday. In segment two, we hit on some of the camp battles for this or that of the defense. We're going to get back to it for this or that of the offense. Two offensive questions. And one special teams question. The first one on offense, we're going to start with the obvious, left tackle. I think this one deserves the most amount of time, and I think it deserves the kickoff. The biggest camp battle we've probably seen at this position in two decades. 
Trey Thomas and Jason Peters did a fantastic job over the last 20 years manning that position. But with those guys, you, you handed them the keys. They're driving. You know, you always have that one friend that no matter where you go, no matter whose car you're in, he takes the keys and he gets in front and he's driving wherever you got to go. That was those two gentlemen at that left tackle position. Now, that kid went away to college. That kid's gone. He's not in the equation anymore. You have two guys in Andre Dillard and Jordan Mailata, both with limited amount of snaps. I mean, I would say you can get a decent amount of evaluation done from what they have, but not enough to really stamp either one of them as being the starter. Jeff Stoutland had spoke yesterday and he spoke very highly of these two positions and these two individuals. And especially on Andre Dillard saying that he's smarter. He's taking care of his business. He got stronger. He just looks the part better. That should be music to all our ears because what we want is the best player in two high upside guys that have the physical traits that have the smarts to play the position. They just don't have an individual who has won that spot yet. And how do you do that? You go out and you get a sample size from OTAs, from camp, from the preseason games. And at the end of the day, the best player is going to win this position. And I hope that both of them are good. So it makes it tough ask for Jeff Sutherland to really pick that guy. But the opposite end of the spectrum, if they just make it way too easy and both of them are bad and we're sitting here like, man, we don't know what we're going to do. Or the other option, one of the guys just completely blows the other out of the water and gets comfortable. You want both of these guys to be going at it day in, day out, competing for this position that arguably is the most prominent in Philadelphia. Two players that are surefire, top-notch, Retire their jersey, Trey Thomas, Jason Peters. Two of the best to ever do it. Now we got to see who is going to really take this claim and do what those guys have done. The two guys that step in there, either one of them is going to take harsh criticism, but it's going to be who can do it week in and week out and avoid all that criticism and just continue to do their job. I'm excited to see how that competition plays out. In the end, this or that, I'm giving it to Jordan Maialata. Simply because he is the ball of clay that Jeff Stoutland made from scratch. He dug it up from the ground, put some water in it, put some coloring, made it into the, that firm ball of clay, chiseled it out, and created Jordan Maialata to play left tackle. The physical size, the power, the ability to anchor, the ability in the run, he does everything well for you. And I think Jeff Stoutland just loves that kid. I don't think he ever has a bad day coaching him. He takes coaching very well. I'm giving it to Jordan Maialata. I hope it's a tough competition there. And I ultimately think it is an, an easy decision to make. But Jordan, he has done enough in the past and the future to win that position. Moving next to the wide receiver position. This or that or that or that. That's what this one is. You have Greg Ward or Quez Watkins or Travis Fulgham or somebody out of free agency or a guy like John Hightower, who's kind of been under the radar this offseason. What you want out of this wide receiver position here is somebody that's going to be consistent catching the ball, somebody that can win one-on-one matchups in those short areas. 
somebody that can bring athleticism and yards after the catch ability there. Because when you have teams covering Jalen Rager and Devonta Smith, Devontae Smith, excuse me, deep down the field, you're going to have to dump and go sometimes to pick up the optimal amount of yards because you have so much space. To me, this player isn't Greg Ward. I think we saw enough of his struggles to lose one-on-one matchups in the punt game. I think if you can't beat a guy in as a punt returner in the open field one-on-one, it's going to be hard for you to do that at any stage of the game because ultimately it comes down to you just getting tackled when you should be creating multiple yards after the catch. A player that does the opposite of that and who I think is just way too athletic and did way too – not way too much, for example. I would say did more than expected last year is a good way to put it is Quez Watkins. I really think that he is a player who how much production he had at Southern Miss, the, the, the or not Southern Miss, excuse me. I apologize, not SMU. Um, no, he did go to Southern Mississippi. That's right. I apologize. I always get, it's one of those things. SMU doesn't mean Southern Mississippi, but it seems like it should. It's Southern Methodist. So I apologize to Quez Watkins. He was the most productive receiver there since Eagles legend Todd Pinkston went there. And he knows the history of what it takes to play in Philadelphia. He did it last year. I mean, he kills angles with his 4-3 speed. The fastest runner in the 40 two years ago, outside of Henry Ruggs. He's a player that uh, the sky's the limit with this kid. He wasn't the most impressive route runner coming in out of college, but he was one of those guys that you just put the ball in his hand and he made things work. I think the only choice you can make here is to put Quez there. I I like what Travis Fulgham has done for you. I like John Hightower. Greg Ward is the incumbent at that position. But this or that or that or that, I'm going with Quez Watkins, man. He's just too exciting to keep off the field, especially with everybody else who's going to bring attention off of him. If he's your third guy at the receiver position, your fifth or sixth option, and he could still make magic happen for you, you can't keep him off the field. And that's why I give this or that or that or that at the wide receiver position at the Y to our guy, Quez Watkins. And finally, to finish up the show here, you know I could not finish this episode without talking about special teams and, in particular, the returner position. This is another long one. Is it Michael Walker? They just brought in average almost 24 yards down in Jacksonville two years ago, years ago, years ago, excuse me. Greg Ward, the incumbent, also Boston Scott, somebody who's done things there. Jason Huntley, John Hightower kicked return some as well. Jalen Rager had some explosiveness there, had a return punt on a bobble, much like Sean Jackson did a few years ago. Or a guy like Quez Watkins or Devontae Smith, who did it in college and have yet to do it here in the NFL. You have tons of athleticism. You need to find the player who is going to win one-on-one matchups, has unbelievable agility, and unbelievable straight line speed. I think the trident of Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, and Quez Watkins at wide receiver should also be the top three choices for you at the returner position. 
Devontae Smith won the Heisman because he did everything for that team. That's what it is. You're the most important player for your team. He played gunner. He returned. He will do anything for you. Do you want to keep him healthy and keep him out of the return game? There's an argument to be made there. But for how poorly your special teams performed the last couple of years, and you saw the end result of it being your offense struggle to get down the field and score points, wouldn't you want to fix that by bringing in somebody who can actually get the ball down the field in the return game? I'm letting Jalen Rager, Quez Watkins, Devontae Smith, John Hightower, all of those wide receivers compete every day. Who's got the best hands? Who can create the most space? Because that's what it's going to come down to. I, I'm not sitting here saying I want Greg Ward back at that position or even at wide receiver or Boston Scott at the return position. Those guys have not done enough for me or for the coaching staff to sit on our hands and say, yeah, we have our guy in Greg Ward. No, I don't think he's done enough. He, he wasn't even that great of a returner in the AAF, if you look at it. They need somebody that can invigorate this position, get a bolt of electricity to this position. And it comes down to one of those three receivers. Jalen Rager and what he did last year in the return game, the added ability to give him confidence without having to force feed him the ball on the offense. If he can make one or two electric returns for you early on in the season, that can do wonders for a kid's confidence, especially a guy like Jalen Rager, who kind of was going at it. with A lot of people on Twitter last year, give the kid confidence, use his athleticism and put him in the best position to win. They did it at TCU that way. I think they should look at that TCU tape and allow him to go out and return kicks and allow him to use his playmaking ability to set the city of Philadelphia ablaze. And with that, that is the final this or that here on this or that Thursday. Thank you for joining me here on the Locked On Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can also find Locked On Today. Get all your sports news in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast with host Peter Bukowski, who will update you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast and the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And you guys know where to find that by now. Spotify, LockdownEagles.com. You could always go and listen to it there. The Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts. If it's still not working, make sure you go to the link tree. We posted every episode. Keep clicking through all those links. If it doesn't work, one of them will inevitably work for you. After you listen to the show, please rate, subscribe, and review We love talking to you. We love hearing the feedback. We love having the ability to feel like we're just sitting in and having a conversation with you. That's what I always say to Lou. I always feel like we just call each other up. We're just having a conversation about the Eagles. That's what we do here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Lockdown Birds, at DBLCLOE. Find me at GC24 underscore football. And as always, I'm Gino Camilleri. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And fly, Eagles fly.